Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. We're talking about podcast. <laughs> it sounds fine for me, though. It's, it's what's funny. There's one more phrase. You got to keep going. Okay. Let me just get through. Oh, Carter, I have an idea. Mute yourself in Zoom for this, and then we can just take a pause right after that. I won't hear you singing it. I'm just going to sing all the way through, and then Adam can line them up. Okay. okay. Or not, maybe. Or it might still <laughs> or be not, funny maybe. to not. But I'm still singing with it. you, right? Yeah, I can't hear you. Here we go. We can't hear you. <clears throat> okay. Oh. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about podcast. Podcasts. Podcast. Merry mini Monday chunkies. I'm Carter. I am virtual doge. And I'm isolated Jordan. It was but one week ago that we were not adapting. That we were not like this. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> much, like, much like the rest of the world, we're just figuring things out as we go right now. <laughs> yep. We are Absolutely. all in separate places. There are 500 tabs open between the four of us. That's true. We're on also. a Zoom. We have three, three different methods of recording, but we can't be stopped. That's the main thing right now. That's true. We, we just keep on rolling. Can't be stopped. Keep Proud on rolling. Mary, keep on turning. That's right. Um, speaking of adaptation... There is a lot of, well, I'm not going to do like a movie adaptation. That was a bad segue. Um, <laughs> a few of the interesting, exciting things that are happening in the movie business, and we'll get to box office ball in a little bit, oh, uh, Yikes! is studios. Uh, Universal seemed to, uh, it's been a long time since Universal has been the first at anything, um, but they, they have decided to go ahead and release both movies that were just uh, in theaters or I mean in theaters right now, and then also those that were about to be uh, via stream. And so uh, how do you feel? Crazy. Yeah. How do you feel about the $20 price tag? Cause when I first heard it, I was like, huh, that seems expensive. That's, and then I was like, wait, that's basically cheaper than going to the theater I with guess, somebody. I guess that yeah. is cheaper than me and Jess both going, but that still feels expensive for a rental, well, and I, I guess. If it's, if it's a rental, that's, is it a rental or a purchase? It's a purchase. It's a rental. Uh, oh, it is a rental. Cause wait, it will go away. Won't it? If yeah. it's a purchase, that's what they always cost when they're fresh out the gate for yeah. digital purchase. If it's just a $20 rental, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it because like you said, that's cheaper than two movie tickets, but I think we might I not mean, know how we feel about it because of the movies that have been announced. I think if it yeah, was true. Black Widow or yeah. Fast yeah, Nine, I'd pay it for Black Widow, 20, no doubt. 20 bucks for sure. Like I'm totally well, down for that. Onward, That's April 3rd. That's right. April 3rd. Onward, uh, Disney Plus will have that streaming. It'll be available for wow. digital download actually tonight. Uh, meaning- Yeah, uh, that's crazy. It's already there if you're listening to this on Monday. Uh, yeah, yeah, with that likely $20 price tag. But if you can hold out till April 3rd, you can watch it for freezies for free. on Disney Plus. Yep. Guys, I think we picked a great time to do a Pixar series. 
I think real. We there's did. so much Pixar going on on Disney Plus right now. There is a hey, lot of Pixar going on. And it makes me wonder if if Black Widow won't kind of move past that quickly and end up on Disney Plus once it does eventually come out. I wonder I, if that's the model we're seeing is that part of Disney Plus is early access to that stuff. Maybe. I bet they're like they're still kicking that around because they haven't announced a new date for Black Widow yet. Or Mulan. Well, have right? I, or Mulan, exactly. Yeah. Have I told you my Marvel theory, what it might look like for Marvel to delay movies like this? Yeah, that they rotate everything. Yeah, rotate like yeah. a like a like one of those watch faces that has the times on it that you can just turn. That's my theory is that Mar- uh, Black Widow goes and replaces Eternals and then Eternals replaces whatever was going to be in spring, so on and so forth. But my preference would obviously be, let's just stack them closer together. Well, that makes sense for them too with all the other Marvel movies that have had to postpone the production process. Yeah. Sure. So you're just yeah, buying yourself another year. Eternals is paused. I, I'm willing to bet that Spider-Man 3, which is supposed to go in production in July, gets shifted around a little bit. So yeah. Yeah. Well, Eternals wrapped, but I guess all of the post-production stuff is what they are pausing on right now. Yeah. Um, But, you know, there's also things like Stranger Things is uh, on pause. I I bet The Witcher's on pause right now. I mean, The Witcher is on pause, yeah. This is going to have a crazy ripple effect um, for a long time, I think. Yeah, I would agree. And on the topic of ripple effect, (laughs) I want us to visit Box Office Ball. Um, Yikes. Yikes. So this is taking a turn personally for me for the better. Um, (laughs) I was certain, and I I still am, that I would not have won this year of box office ball. I won last year. Would have been nice to get two years in a row because of I didn't have anybody in Black Widow. Like there was a handful of good, good movies that I didn't have people in. And y'all had done a really good job of finding people for that. But There is a likelihood. So box office ball goes for this first, I guess, do we call it a semester? The first half of the year. So box office ball for this year. Season two. Yeah. Ends July 15th. I think you're the only one on this call who would call it a semester. That's true. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think July 15th is when this one ends. Yeah. Um, I do not foresee. It feels like all the movies that we were banking on have been pushed past that date. If it were to end today, Jordan would be in third place. Yeah. With $103,148,123 from John Ratzenberger, because you would have only had onward money. Yep. Doge would have had onward money from Tom Holland, but then add the surprisingly $223 million from Robert Downey Jr. for Doolittle. (laughs) Doolittle did way better than I thought it would. Same. Putting him in second place with $326,491,000. More like Dr. Do a Good Bit, you know? I would win. There is a chance that I could win this season of Box Office Ball because of uh, Rafe Fiennes in Dr. Doolittle, uh, Vin Diesel's $24 from Bloodshot, and Ali Wong. (laughs) It would have been, guys, the difference here is Birds of Prey. How ironic is that? Uh, Ali Wong, because of Onward and Birds of Prey, has $302 I have $550 uh, in my box office bank Uh, right now. Is there even a chance that this shifts all that much anymore? Most of the movies that we were banking on are not happening in this time frame anymore. Right. Yep. And remembering back to uh, after I had lost Ray Fiennes because of uh, No Time to Die was one of the big first big movies to move. Sure. Um, I was kind of like, I, well, can I replace him? And like, nope, that's just the way thing goes. It's like real sports. So back yep. at you, boys. It looks like. Yeah, uh, that's fair. 100%. 100%. <laughs> it looks like I'm going to. Uh, it's a dynasty that's building here. 
It's a dynasty. Well, and so what, what I wonder too is how many of these studios that have had to shift movies are still wanting to put them back in theaters at some point. Like for instance, I don't know, I don't know how this would work, but is there a chance that something like Tenet that's going to come out theoretically after this mm. all kind of July comes 17th, down, yeah. is there a chance that Tenet moves because some studio said, well, we still want a chance to do this one. Right. It feels like unpredictable ground right now because yeah. for, for all we know, having a movie, a big movie release right when everybody is free could be incredible for Oh, it could be huge how much that yeah. movie makes because it's like, oh my gosh. Can, like, can you imagine coming out of the darkness of the coronavirus pandemic and a new Chris Nolan movie is out there and it's ready, it's waiting for you. And that's yeah. going to be your first, especially for people that love the movie theater experience in general. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I want that to happen, but doesn't it feel like what we deserve is a fast nine once we come out doesn't it feel like we emerge and as our eyes adjust they adjust from the the darkness of our homes to the blinding whiteness of vin diesel's wife beater this is a surprise release what if they did it i don't think they would do that but i would i don't think they would either i don't think so either but a year seems wild it does. I'm wondering. So I have a theory that they have like a huge Corona presence in this movie and they're like, Ooh, bad timing, <laughs> bad timing. And they were like, they let's shift it a full all. year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're Michelob people now or something like that. Suddenly they love Landshark Lager just so much. <laughs> and we don't know why, but they just love it now. That might work actually. The complete other way. And they just have like Robitussin or I don't know, like some kind of. <laughs> They're a big NyQuil family now. I, dude, I mm, totally yeah, changed the vibe of the movie if everybody's, the cooler. <laughs> if everybody's bellies are full of NyQuil. Um, as long as it's a NyQuil. <laughs> Man, NyQuil. that Vin Diesel impression is deeply upsetting when it's jetted directly into my eardrums. I thought Guess it was Guess what, better. baby? This is our hashtag new normal. Hey. Get ready for me inside your brain at all times. <laughs> It is, Jordan, you bring up, and we've been talking about throughout the process of doing this through Zoom and all these different recordings and not having each other in the same room. I think a lot of times when people compliment two chunks, uh, it is our energy. It's like right. the, yeah. <laughs> the fact that the three of us, and so being separated, it still feels like it's there. I think this is a better start than I thought it would be sure. for a first yeah. mini Monday like this. Um, but I, it's so, I am so fascinated with like late shows and stuff like Jimmy Fallon's yeah. used to having a uh, audience, and then eventually he's just doing stuff from home now, right? Like, yeah, Colbert just hosted shows. one from his like fire pit in his backyard, basically. That's amazing, and it's it's interesting to see the creativity that's coming out of some of this stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the Today Show, like at this point, seventy five percent of those hosts are in different places, and is it's right. all just yeah. kind of it's all so strange, um, especially being a movie podcast. People are talking about a lot of the movies that oh, yeah. are kind of like this. Um, but that's not really what I want to talk about right now. I don't want to talk sure. about like the contagions and World War Z's of the world. Sure. Um, I, I do. Before we, before we move on, there is something that I have been reflecting on about this whole thing that I just feel like is valuable, which is I, I and th- this is more uh, maybe serious than we typically get here, but like... I've just been so um, filled with a lot of hope that what we're going to see come out of this is that people are far more capable of kindness than we were giving people credit for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I just, I think that 
that is the best possible result of this as far as like the grand scale. And I think we've already seen little bits and pieces of that too. So that, that that's the thing that I'm maybe the most excited about for looking back on this someday is looking back and being like, man, people really came together. It's exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I think especially it's funny generationally what this is doing for, I think there's going to be so many studies that come out, but I think millennials a lot of the time are, uh, accused of like being locked up into themselves and sure never really connecting in person. But now it's like a legitimate, like, well, that's not even possible. And so I wonder if it like shifts the attitude of, of, I guess it's going to for everybody, isn't it? I I wonder what the lasting effects of something like this is going to be. Um, I want to do a special, uh, COVID-19 edition of, (laughs) I'm not going to call everything a COVID-19 edition of it. I'd rather not talk about it at all. Um, of what you're streaming, what you streaming. Um, in this case though, I would love to hear, I know Chelsea and I were kind of like, it's funny. We were talking about before we started recording, we're going to record about up tomorrow. It's like raining outside. We're in quarantine. I'm watching the saddest opening to a movie I've ever seen. Right. Like it's right. Goodness gracious. Spoiler alert, there's a happy ending, but at the start you're just like, oof. So I don't consider it in that moment, a feel good movie. There's good things to feel about it. Um, maybe we can talk about the definition of a feel good movie as we go through here, but on this, what you stream and I was like, what are your, what are some of y'all's top movies to watch when you're feeling down? I would love for us to be an outlet to give some recommendations to the listener of, of, of what to be watching right now. Does anybody have one? Yeah, I think, um, for me, I've talked about it before, but Brigsby Bear is a movie that just gives me the warm fuzzies top to bottom. It's yeah. just so sweet and good. Um, I think that's a great one. That's that's available um, on Amazon, sometimes for free, uh, usually for a pretty cheap rental. And then also I would say, um, I, know it's, I know it's Pixar and it sort of veers into our current territory, but things like Monsters, Inc. and A Bug's Life and Toy Story are just so like familiar Yeah, that they yeah. feel good. You know, yeah, I'm glad we're doing Pixar right now. Yeah, it's good, right? That yeah, the movies we have to watch are the ones that are like, okay, this is great. And then I would say also a couple of Disney Channel original movies. Like, I can't be sad watching Brink or Smart House. It's not even humanly (laughs) possible. It's like when the stakes are are supposed to be high, but it doesn't deliver. Right, that's a feel good movie to me. Like if it's like, okay, I know what you were trying to say, but this is not that big of a like Hot Rod. A feel good movie. I was literally about to say hot rod. No so way. Yeah. I, think mo- uh, I think movies like that, uh, even the ones too, that are just incredibly fictional or the ones that, you know, by heart, kind of like the old friend movies, I guess I'd call it like yeah. princess bride for me. Oh, good. Um, fifth element. Mm-hmm. I think like movies that I know almost every word to and can just kind of have on yeah. as if there's other real people <laughs> in the living room with me. Right. Uh, those help a lot. Those, what are some, I of would yours? add like some super escapist stuff to that list. Like I, I really want to do a, a Lord of the Rings marathon and just watch the real ones, not the hobbits, obviously. Sure. Uh, yeah. Things like a Chris Nolan Batman marathon. I'm thinking of just oh, in yeah. terms of like just solid top to bottom, a couple of things that I can just knock out real quick. I'm also thinking of stuff like, I mean, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I'm a big Spielberg guy. So things like, like Jurassic Park and things like oh, yeah, any yeah, of the go. old Indiana Jones, like any of those kind of just like, this is so far removed and so escapist that I don't. Yeah. I don't get that little cringe when somebody gives a high five or a hug that I'm getting now when I watch yeah. things. So yeah, yeah, just anything like that. Well, you know, we had, Absolutely. um, 
we've got some friends, Gabe and Elise, they listen to this show and um, they're doing, they're marathoning all the Marvel movies from start to finish. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. That's got to feel pretty good. Yeah. If you, if you jumped on Disney plus, or even if you didn't, I guess now's a great time for Disney plus or just any of those streaming services where you're just like, Hey, this is a whole series of things that I want to go through. You've got time to do that now. And that's a great thing. Yeah, you really do. I mean, you have plenty of it and it's weird to find because there used to be blocks of time that I could do things like that. Right. But now it's like, I don't know, I can shift the block around. It's, it's really strange. For the first time um, in the history of our podcast, I watched the movie we're supposed to talk about at like, like four in the afternoon. That's amazing. <laughs> that's a weird time to watch a movie, but I did oh, it. Big time. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, guys, we've got some, uh, we've got some business to, to tend to right now. Um, we have some spring delirium here. Uh, oh yes. Again, Ooh. this is something that two chunks takes very seriously. Uh, we were asked, um, by every important acronym in the world, um, <laughs> to put this together for the people, especially for those that have lost, uh, the gift of sporting of sport. So we have created Spring Delirium. This is the second year that we're doing it. In the first year, we had 32 sidekicks from classic 90s Disney movies. This year, we have 64, because it's got a big pool in the first place, just Pixar characters. We did the top half of that, uh, what we called, I think, our East and West bracket conferences. <laughs> I don't know what we're even calling it. Uh, and this and narrowed those and down. down. Yes, the up and down. And now we are uh, narrowing down uh, the other half of the field, uh, to get to a full 32. Uh, guys, something that happens in sport, I know y'all already knew this, but I just wanted to do a refresher for y'all. Uh, March Madness, one of the reasons it's called that is outside of having 64 teams, uh, this happens in the World Cup sometimes too. There's certain areas of that bracket that are called like the death bracket. Again, I said I didn't want to be morbid in, in what the current events are, but like, the, so the death bracket uh, is when you look at it and you're like, uh, this is kind of unfair for some of the people that are in this because whoever wins out of this could likely win the whole thing, right? A death bracket would have your top teams happening to play each other, right? Either those with momentum uh, against those that are uh, solidified as being some of the best in the nation or in the world. Uh, all of that to say, I'm trying to prep you guys. This is going to be much harder than our first one. Yeah, I was getting very nervous as you were describing a death bracket. Yeah, um, that, that sounds ominous. And for those of you that heard last week, uh, the 32 names of Pixar characters that we mentioned, I'm sure a lot of you were like, where's blank? Where's blank? How, why aren't they? Well, first of all, listen and make sure that you know that there are 32 more to come, but <laughs> right. also it so happens that I promise that your person is there. They're just all in this one. Well, all that to say the way spring delirium works is I'm going to give you guys the matchup. I'm going to do a three, two, one, and then y'all tell me who you think should win out of that matchup. If these two guys tie, uh, then they will have uh, an opportunity to plead their case for their character, and then I will be the tiebreaker. Y'all ready to go? Yes, sir. So yeah, we'll start. Let's do it. We'll start with some easy ones. You remember one of the easy ones from last week was Woody against uh, Doc Hudson, right? Woody moves on. <laughs> I was like, and then Doc Hudson wins, obviously. Um, obviously. Sure, sure. Yeah, obviously. This week begins with Mike Wazowski against Buck from The Good Dinosaur. Three, two, one. Mike, Mike Wazowski. Wazowski. Mike, it is. No surprise there. Uh, and then we immediately start getting into uh, much harder conversations here. Oh, boy. Here's an example of something from the death bracket. We have Forky from Toy Story 4 okay. against Remy of Ratatouille. Three, two, one. Remy. Remy. All right. Remy moves on. Ooh. Next, we have uh, from Ratatouille again, Gusto, Chef Gusto 
against, from The Incredibles, Edna Mode. Three, two, one. Edna Mode. Mode. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all said it the exact same way. Oh, it's good. I love it. Also, for a Zoom call, this is a lot of fun. Shout out to Zoom. Little uh, tiny shout announcements, mini shout announcements. Um, I say three, two, one. And you kind of have two more beats before I hear either of them. So that's, yep. (laughs) I'm on the edge of my seat here. Okay. Ending Um, this one's going to be a real breeze. It it kind of happened by fate, like a little bit of an accident last week, but we ended up on each side of our bracket having a battle of the villains. Uh, And so I decided to continue that here. So here's our first one for, for this next 32. We have Hopper of A Bug's Life against Ernesto de la Cruz. Ooh. Three, two, one. De la Cruz. Ernesto de la Cruz. Ah, Ernesto moves on. My vote for the best villain in Pixar. Uh, you could also call that the worst villain. It's it's funny like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> next, we have Carl of Tomorrow's Movie Up uh, against Fear of Inside Out. Okay. Three, two, one. Carl. Carl moves on. Dang, we are locked in on this one, Doge. Yeah, we're uh, operating on the exact same I bet that changes brainwave. real soon. So, uh, this one, it's a battle of the puppy dogs. Oh no, no. We have Dante of Coco against Slink of Toy Story. Oh, oh no. Yeah. This one is, I felt bad putting, putting these two against each other. Three, two, one. Slinky Slinky dog. Oh, Oh, Slink moves on. That's good. I'm happy with that. Hang on. Like if you've ever been to, I want to, I want to shout out, uh, Vince and Mariah Kelly. Um, they shared our first experience with the slinky dog dash ride in Hollywood studios in Disney Orlando. Uh, and one of the best parts about being in that queue waiting to get on the ride is hearing the, you know, like the, don't forget, keep your hands inside. Like it's, it's slink the whole time, but what's even better is they also do it in Spanish. Uh, and but it's the same voice. It's the same voice. Oh, yeah. Good. That's um, perfect. Our next matchup, uh, we have a cute one here. We've got Jack Jack of The Incredibles against Toy Story's Aliens. The alien, Aliens as a collective. Ooh. Three, two, one. Jack, aliens. Jack. Okay. So this is our first. Mm. I think, Jordan, you said Aliens, yeah? I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, and then Doge said Jack Jack. Uh, Correct. And Doge, we're going to have you go first. I think that Jack-Jack offers more to the story than the aliens do. I think Jack-Jack is more important. uh, And Jack-Jack has like a personality and a purpose. Although I'm saying this and I'm remembering that the aliens play a big role in Toy Story 3, but let's forget about that. Jack-Jack, I think, (laughs) plays a really big role. And most of the memorable scenes from The Incredibles involve Jack-Jack. And please don't fact check me on that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, my answer is just wait, that, wait, wait. I'm not done. Oh, yes, of course. Jack Jack is better. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Now I'm um, done. My answer is that Jack Jack doesn't really get involved in the incredible story until the very end. He gives us no memorable lines whatsoever, such as "You have saved our lives. We are eternally grateful." And there's only one of him. The aliens just sort of wiggle around as a whole group, and I think that's very special. Plus, what would life in the Pixar universe be without the claw? I will say this. I mean, if we're if we're going on where they show up in the narrative, Jack-Jack is in 100% of Incredibles-related media. 
And the the aliens are in, I believe, 50% of Toy Story. Because I don't think they're in Toy Story 4. And they're not in Toy Story 1. The oh, they're for sure are in Toy Story 1. Toy Story 1. That's they're where they're introduced. Oh, you're right. In, uh, they are in Toy Plan. Story 1. That's right. That's right. Wow. The, uh, look at the egg on your face. I would I say there's egg everywhere because one of Jack Jack's powers is he can turn into several versions of himself. So he's not mm. always mm. alone. Um, no, he's always alone. There's always one. <laughs> this is made hard for me. Uh, wait, shoot. I'm going to say. this to yourself. <laughs> uh, Jack Jack is going to move on. Except both of these dead gummit. Uh, these were really good arguments. But I, I, I'm going to say Jack-Jack moves on. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jordan uh, simply, just hung simply up the because, Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that simply because uh, that's more awarding Doge than Jack-Jack because Doge finally didn't say anything about a tier quota. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, and I'm this, trying this to, thing is I'm, totally like spring delirium, like who did a good job. So that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next matchup is Randall, our villain from... Uh, nice. The monster yeah, series okay. against Nemo, the oh. namesake of of Finding Nemo. Three, two, one. Nemo. Nemo. Oh, you know what's you funny? Know that one's there's what tier quota. Tier quota. Yep. Well, That's I it. I want to change my answer to Randall now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now we have we're heading on over to the other side of the bracket. Sully mm. against Lotso Huggin Bear. Three, two. One Sully. Sully. That was the that's a little fuzzy matchup for you there. <laughs> Next we have Flick of a Bug's Life against Frozone. Three, two, one. Frozone. Frozone. Nice. Frozone moves on. So that's interesting because you do have sometimes our main character is one of the least interesting. Um, right. Yeah. Because even Nemo is not like the most memorable. Right. Um, it's a lot more about dory isn't it so well some sometimes in in pixar movies they tend to not always but they tend to have the the quote-unquote lead playing the straight man you know the the guy right, that right, stuff right. is happening to and around yep absolutely um speaking of dory dory is up against bullseye Ooh. three two one dory, dory. yeah i kind of felt sad about that it is very sad to me to uh you know, there's so many of these matchups where it's like the other one would have won if against someone else. Right. Yeah. That's just how it goes. The yep. thing for me is that Dory's a person and Bullseye is. Well, Dory's a is, fish. Well, Dory's a person and Bullseye's <laughs> basically a dog. That's true. Bullseye counts in that dog category, I think. He does, I think. Uh, speaking yeah, of dogs. Of course, but. We have Doug. He is, he is a hoofed dog. <laughs> he is a hoofed dog. A um, hoofed besaddled dog. A behooved. Speaking of, that's going to be an interesting thing. Like I usually feel like y'all go on a joke roll, which is great <laughs> for the podcast. And then I have to be able to like bring us back. But if you don't hear me in time, it goes on forever. Um, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's a very good point. Doug, speaking of dogs, I had a nice segue, but it, it was... There were funnier things happening. Doug <laughs> against Elastigirl. Oh, no. Yeah, this one's tough. Three, two, one. Elastigirl. Elastigirl. Elastigirl moves on. Next, we have Hank, the octopus from Finding Dory, uh, against Bing Bong, the imaginary friend from Inside Out. Three, two, one. Bing, Bing Bong. Bong. Hey, okay. Jordan, why'd you pick Bing Bong? Because I like the movie Inside Out, and Bing Bong is a great character. 
What is it specifically about Bing Bong that you like and appreciate from Inside Out? I think I like what he brings to the table, both emotionally and humor. Would you say there's some kind of a quota by which you could measure his emotional contribution? <laughs> I knew this was going to be... There is virtually no universe in which I would say that. Okay. Just checking. This seems on theme. Uh, we have anger against Tomater. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Mater. Anger. Wait, 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 wait. Doge, what did you say? I said Mater. I said anger. Okay. So we've got another tie here. Um which we have way less of these in a harder section of the bracket, I had assumed, which has been fun. Uh, so, uh, Doge, you stated your case last time first. Uh, so I'm going to give it to, to Jordan with anger. Start us off. This is tough for me because my, my argument here is not so much that anger is great so much as Tomater is not. So I rest my case there. I'm voting that Mater advances, not because I believe he's better than Anger, but because I think this is a hard bracket and we've been so obviously in sync for almost every entry in this bracket that we need somebody to advance as a scapegoat to the next round. Yeah, but I've never cried at Mater and that seems like a big deal to you. I've never cried at Anger either. I've never cried at Mater, but I think that we need to send Mater onto the next round so that he is a clear weak link that we can eliminate this horribly somebody. offensive caricature of a backwoods yokel whenever this goes up. Like, I mean, somebody gets it'd to be like, Goomba stomp him like Mario and just jump exactly. straight to the next there would round. Be a, there would be a scenario in which it's like, oh, you got to pick Elastigirl or Sully. But now there's a possibility that it's like, you got to pick Elastigirl or Mater. And so I feel like that's going to be a real easy choice for us. That's, <clears throat> wow. I, I didn't realize it was in my throat. I was like, I agree. <laughs> Go ask Mr. Owl. Um, <laughs> a one, a two, a three. A three. Tomator moves on. I think that is a brilliant tactic you've used yeah, here. That's fair. Uh, and this is the most survivor that this has ever felt in, in yeah. our, that this podcast. And I'm a huge survivor fan. Um, <clears throat> next, we have Miguel against Dash. Oh, battle of the boys, the Ooh. young boys. Three, two, one. Miguel. Miguel. Miguel, that is not what I expected. It's not what I thought would happen to me I didn't think it either. would be as simultaneous. Wow. Why, so why is this the case? Let's talk about that a little bit. We talked a little bit about it <clears throat> with the Coco episode, but that movie and the characters in it, I think would be one of, if not the most legendary Pixar movie had it come out at a time where nostalgia yep. had given it a chance to catch up. Absolutely. Um, I think Dash is great. He's an awesome character, but man, Miguel is just so good. I mean, there's so many just poignant <clears throat> moments involved in his story. I don't know. That's, yeah. uh, that was an easier one than I thought I mean, it would be for me. To I compare the Co two movies, I think if, if Coco came out when The Incredibles did, then I think like if their releases were shifted, I think that Coco would be better received then than the Incredibles would be now. Yeah. So, I was just yeah, about to I say, think that's I, th fair. I think that's going to be really unique to see how well Coco does in the end, you know, 10, 10 years from now, how far up the list we talked about that at, sure. at the end of our episode last week. So no, uh, I don't want to give spoilers for <clears throat> opinions on Incredibles, but l let's be clear that this is not an indictment on the Incredibles. Oh no, no, no way. No, I think uh, Dash is the first member of the family not to make it past the first round. So yeah, um, I think that's correct. Honestly, the first of any Incredibles character we had. Would you say uh, it's a? Would you say it was a close second though? Nice. <laughs> Our final matchup, we have Merida of Brave against Bo Peep. <laughs> okay, three. That's good. Two, one. Bo Peep. Bo Peep. Bo Peep moves on. 
Why is that, boys? I don't like Brave. Yeah, I don't care for Brave. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like a not smart person saying that they're cowards. I don't yeah. like Brave. I don't like Brave. Um, I don't like Brave. <laughs> that means so next week is huge for us. We're doing all of our matchups in this next in the in the 32 that have moved on. Uh, and so I had gone over the other ones uh, last week. So if you want to listen to what will be happening uh, next week, go back last week. It's all strange. Um, yes. But also what's happening next week, we're going to have a matchup. We're going to have Mike Wazowski against Remy. We're going to have Edna Mode against Ernesto de la Cruz. We're going to have... Oh, wow. <laughs> we're going to have Carl against Slink. Oh, no. Jack-Jack uh, against Nemo. Sully against Frozone. Miguel against Mater. Okay, see, see, there's our bright spot. That's what we're looking forward to. Bo Peep against Bing Bong. And that Elastig- just sounds like nonsense. <laughs> Beep Bong against Bo Peep. Uh, and uh, Elastigirl against Dory. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot, again, a lot to pray about. A lot to get ready for next week. Yeah. Um, good job, boys. Thank we did you. it. Y'all did it. As a reminder... Uh, they're going to get through these 32 next week. The week after will be the Sweet 16, and we'll get through there. Once we get to the Elite Eight, that is when our Patreon members. So you still have two or three weeks if you want to get in on being the only ones. It's not just an extra vote. Uh, it, they will be the only ones to vote on yeah. the Elite Eight to make our final four. And then for the final four and the championship, that'll be everybody. Um, but yeah, this is the by far biggest spring delirium yet. This is a lot of delirium here to end our mini Monday. We talked about feel good movies. Uh, I would like for you, and and this can be a different end uh, to a mini Monday. It doesn't just have to be a one off and then we move on. It's fine to have discussion about it because I'd love to hear why, but I'd love to have your name. And then if you were to have one actor that was the personification of feel good movie, who would that be? This means, uh, and again, we had everything from like Dark Knight to Hot Rod, right? So what actor, if you were to watch their entire library, you will undoubtedly, for the largest percentage of those movies, feel good about life and feel good about yourself? I have my answer. I do um, too. My name is Carter, and I'm going to say Keanu Reeves. Fair. yeah. Because you get all of the Matrix, you get all of the John Wick, you get your escapism there, you get Bill and Ted, you get Speed. You also get some great B movies, 47 Ronin, like all these strange things that he's done. I think if, and and like Lake House, didn't he do that with Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Keanu has a wonderful feel good library to me. And that is the guy who's going to help get me through the pandemic. Sure. I'm Doge and my feel good boy is going to be Tom Hanks. Absolutely. I don't think there's a Tom Hanks movie that doesn't make me warm and fuzzy at the end of it, including the Toy Stories. Yeah, that's and good. You do get the. Uh, I would get. I would get Toy Story Four with Keanu. Yeah, you would. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, I'm Jordan, and I'm gonna go with Paul Rudd. I think. Um, I, I can't really think of a movie he's been in that's not at least pretty fun, if not Ooh, very fun. Look at you getting some Marvel too. Yeah. yeah, and you get to swing in for some some of the Marvel high points. You get to watch uh, things like 40-Year-Old Virgin. You get to watch Our Idiot Brother. There's tons of fun stuff. Wet Hot American Summer. So many fun, like everything from like the nasty comedies all the way to the feel-good stuff. I'm all about it. Yeah, that's awesome. We should come up with some kind of... I, I, I always say we. This is definitely something that happens for Doge. Uh, <laughs> it would be fun to have a uh, like survival kit and just have the three of... How can we have the th- like a graphic of the three of these guys? I think that could be fun. To have Keanu Rudd just like here to save, 
here to save us all. I'm Tom Hanks. I don't know. <laughs> I forget that we try and end our episodes with something funny. So far, so bad. <laughs>